Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing. With the August 23rd edition of today's Electrical Economy Podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resin that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, listeners will learn about the counties that are seeing the most new residents over the past 10 years, and also get a chance to check out Electrical Marketing's Electrical Price Index to see if the historically huge increases in electrical product pricing continued last month. As always, in our today's Electrical Economy podcast, we'll review some key weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks. These indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for once again sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series of podcasts for 2021. We're delighted to be working with Champion. The week ending August the 14th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 348,000, a decrease of 29,000 from the previous week's revised level. This is the lowest level for initial claims since March 14, 2020, when it was 256,000. The national unemployment rate for July was 5.4%, a half percent lower than it was in June, according to the National Conference for State Legislatures. This association said the economy added 943,000 jobs in July in total. These 10 states had the biggest decreases in their weekly initial unemployment claims for the week ending July the 31st. Leading the list with the fewer claims is Pennsylvania with a drop of 6,377 claims, Texas with 4,454 claims, Florida with 3,821 claims, Michigan with 3,553 fewer claims, and Tennessee with 3,273 claims. Other states were registering some rather large declines in the number of claims over the past for the most recent reporting period, with Maryland with 2,172 claims fewer, New York down 1,665 claims, and Oklahoma, New Jersey, and Mexico, all with fewer claims, but all with just under 1,000 fewer claims. On the flip side, now let's take a look at the states that had the biggest increase in unemployment claims from the previous week. Leading this list was Indiana, which had an increase of 4,517 claims, Alabama with 2,515 claims, and Rhode Island with 1,285 claims. States also had rather large increases in claims, but just under 1,000 for the total increase was California, 976 claims, Colorado, 970 more claims, Georgia, 681 more claims, Nevada, 582 more claims, Illinois, up 478, Iowa up 452, and the state of Washington up 365. A good leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. AAR publishes this data weekly. For the week ending August the 14th, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 504,810 carloads and intermodal units, up 0.9% compared with the same week last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 32 weeks of 2021 was 16,319,848 carloads and intermodal units. This is an increase of 11.6% compared with last year. That's a pretty nice increase. Several key freight categories held on to some sizable double-digit gains through mid-August. 
Leading the pack right now is metallic ores and minerals with a 28.4% gain and motor vehicles with a gain of 14% and grain also with an increase of 13.6%. The only categories that are down year over year are non-metallic minerals at 1.6% decrease and petroleum and petroleum products with a 4% decrease. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available for free by, from Baker Hughes by state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. The map on this slide gives you an idea of the nation's largest oil and gas deposits, and it gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and also how big an area for natural gas the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Not really any big surprises with the rig count data over the past week. Very small changes week over week. Permian Basin remains the largest by far. The total change in rig count for the United States was up 249 rigs compared to last year. Most of those were accounted for by the Permian Basin, which has an increase of 120 rigs compared with last year. The weekly change, as you can see in the slide, are pretty small. U.S. total was up three, Permian was down two. Some smaller declines for some of the other large areas of just minus one. Economists were watching oil closely again because prices have been getting hammered over the past week or so. Oil prices dipped below the $70 per barrel mark on August 4th and have yet to breach that level again. The chart shows a steady climb in oil prices for West Texas Intermediate since last August when it was around $40 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activities since copper is used in so many different industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because of its use in wiring cable and plumbing pipe. Economists are watching copper prices very closely right now as a sign of inflation. They're also watching because it's been very volatile over the past six weeks. Copper prices have dropped from the recent high on August 12th of $4.29 to $4.17 today. They had been at $4.45 in late July. As electrical wholesaling editors prepare our 2022 local market forecast, one of the pieces of economic data that we factor in is the population growth at the county, metropolitan area, and state level. Increases or declines in population tends to directly correlate with growth in the key residential and light commercial and retail markets. Let's take a look at the counties that were growing the fastest. Of the 14 counties that gained at least 250,000 in population since 2010, 11 are either in Texas or Florida. Leading the list, Actually, in Arizona is the Maricopa County, the Phoenix Metro, which since 2010 has gained 761,964. That's an increase of 20%. The other counties that have gained at least 250,000 are Harris County in the Houston Metro, Clark County in the Las Vegas area, King County in the Seattle Metro, Tarrant County in Dallas, Bexar County in the San Antonio New Braunfels Metro, Riverside County in the Riverside, San Bernardino and Ontario Metro, Colin County in the Dallas Metro, Travis County in Austin, Hillsborough County in Tampa, St. Pete and Clearwater, Dallas County in Dallas, Orange County in Orlando Metro, Denton County back in uh, Dallas, and Fort Bend County in the Houston Woodlands Metropolitan Statistical Area. On the flip side, let's look at the counties that lost the most residents over the past 10 years. As you can see, many of these counties are in the industrial Midwest, rural Pennsylvania, or New York. The counties that have lost at least 15,000 residents since 2010 are Cook County in the Chicago, Naperville, Elgin, 
metropolitan area, Wayne County in the Detroit or Dearborn metropolitan statistical area, Cuyahoga County in Cleveland, Baltimore City in the Baltimore Metro, St. Louis City in the St. Louis Metro, Genesee County in Flint, Michigan, Suffolk County in uh, New York, Newark, Jersey City metropolitan statistical area, Westmoreland County in Pittsburgh, Cairo Parish in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana, Hines County in Jackson, Mississippi, Kanawha County in Charleston, West Virginia, and Cambria County, Johnstown, PA. There's been so much going on with electrical product pricing, I thought it'd be important for us to take a look at the electrical price index that we compile for electrical marketing each month. Total index was up 1.7%, which is in itself is a very large air increase from uh, June to July. Uh, year over year, there's a 14.5% increase. That That's in normal times, that's a pretty good size increase for the total index. But let's take a look at some of these individual product categories and what they, the changes they've seen over the past month and compared to last year. Leading the uh, changes for this past uh, month, it boxes 7.7% increase, 37% increase year over year. Conduit footings up 7.6% for the month and up 38.3% for the year. Non-metallic conduit up 6.5% for the month, 31.7% for the year. Fans and blowers 4.1% for the month, 6.9% for the year. 3.7% increase for switch gear. It was up 6.9% for the year. Metal conduit up 3.3% and 13.4% for the year. Electrical heating equipment up 2% and 6.7% annual increase. Wiring devices and connectors up 2% for the month, 7.6% for the year. Also up 2% was panels and switches, which were up 2% for the month and up 3.9% for the year. Uh, when I look at these increases, when I normally compile this index, if you see something over 1%, it's notable and I'll usually call it out. We had any number of categories that were up one, over 1%. The ones that you can see in this slide were the ones that were double that at a 2% rate. No slowdown in sight for price, electrical product pricing. That county population data and the electrical price data are just some of the important local economic indicators that we compile for an electrical marketing newsletter, which is available for only a $99 subscription. Electrical marketing also provides electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, access to a construction database with hundreds of products, and building permits at the metro and state level, all available for just $99. That wraps up things for today's podcast. Special thanks to the folks at Champion Fireblast for sponsoring the today's Electrical Economies podcast series in 2021. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, September 13th. Until then, be safe, be happy, and look forward to talking with you in a couple of weeks.